Hello everyone and welcome to this week episode of War Average podcast. Fuck dude. <laughs> Fuck dude, come on! How many was that off? Whatever. Are you that wasted? No, fuck it. Alright, anyway. Fuck you. Anyway, I'm your host, Parker. Joining me tonight is Jonas. Happy Spookies, everybody. Yeah, happy Halloween, everyone. Um, hope you're having a good one. Uh, if you are below 18, I hope you got a lot of candy. If you're above 18, have, have a good one. Nice drinks. Take care. Ah. So, Jonas, I I did oh. not tell you what this episode is going to be about. Yep, I'm mortified and, uh, yeah, mortified. So what do you think I'm going to go with? Since Halloween, I guess it's something really creepy and unnerving, but, but I honestly think it'll be something fun too. That's a lot of Warhammer in in general, just creepy is and unnerving. Every, is it not every... Every unnerving space science fiction and scary stuff like the unknown it. matters of space. Reading. But it doesn't it doesn't help that they have the machine god and stuff like that. He's reading about the Tyranids. Oh god. So oh. I've decided that we're gonna do something a little bit different tonight. And instead I will read to you in the audience, because I have I have written something. It's a short story I used using my I made using my research. You know what? No, I'm gonna cut that part. I'm gonna. I could segue into this better. Fuck me. <laughs> but you're fucking. You're. How many did you drink while waiting for me? Uh, dude, the whole garden is like a. It's like a one liter. <laughs> and then I had a Stella. I've got another Stella. All right. I've. It's so weird. I also have Stella here, but I don't like the taste of Stella. I like Stella. I like the taste of whole garden better. Yeah. Okay. Allow me to paint you a picture, Jonas, and the audience, if you're listening along. Yeah, you're an art student. You should fucking paint me a picture. I'm a filmmaker that is very different. Same shit. You're a fucking... Art is art. Is art. I'm going <laughs> fucking finger paint your car with your blood if you don't shut the fuck up. I'm kidding. <laughs> Ooh, kinky daddy. <laughs> stab you. Mm-hmm. Where? So, and you're going to stick it in my... No, stop! <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Every time we, every time you do shit like that, I have like a mental debate with myself: Do I cut that or do I leave that in? <laughs> <laughs> uh, a mental debate: Do I cut it or just leave it in there? We'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Anyway, allow me to paint you a picture. Oh God! You're a peasant living uh-huh. on an imperial agri world. You know, it's it's a nice kind of... The work is hard, but it's not too difficult. You live a kind of comfortable life, you know? it's It's been a long day. It's nighttime now. You've had dinner with your family, and you decide to unwind and relax. And you sit out on your porch. And you watch the lights of ships and freighters taking off and landing from the distant starport that you can see across the fields from your farm. You see the, the 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 faint glow and twinkling of neon signs from different businesses that never sleep and administration offices that never close because you know it's a starport it's 24 hours things keep gotta keep going above you 
You see the stars, and you see some pinpricks of light that don't follow the paths of the other stars. These are ships moving through orbit. Every now and then, something really large will eclipse some of the lights, and as it moves through the night sky, it's a calm, cool winter night. But something doesn't feel right. You feel a little uneasy. And you notice the hairs on your arms start to stand on end. The air all of a sudden becomes very humid and oppressive and heavy. You, you kind of lick your lips. You feel in your mouth that the air feels kind of top coppery as if, you know, you had bitten your lip as if there's blood in your mouth. And while you're musing on this, there's a massive explosion in orbit. You look up and you see that a massive ship has been blasted apart. Its, its fusion drive has been has exploded and there's streaks of plasma kind of arcing out across the night sky. And that's when it happens. There's beams and flashes all across the night sky as ships in orbit start shooting at each other. Burning meteorites and wreckage start falling from above. And from the distance, in the starport, from the starport, you can hear sirens blazing and klaxons going off. In the chaos that you're watching unfold, you see flashes and you can hear the faint clash of metal in the distance, in the ground, in, in the distance. It seems that some somebody has already landed and that there's or they've always been there and there's fighting on the surface. You look to the east, and there's a sickly crimson glow slowly spreading across the sky. Edged in purple, the sky looks like a bruise in reality. It hurts to look at, and you can swear you can hear things when you look at it. Distant sounds of laughter, the, the sound of a knife being sharpened. You are terrified by this, so you run back into the, your house. To warn your family. You got it going, Jonas? You got that image in your head? I'm fucking creeped out, man. <laughs> this is how I've been drinking a lot. I got you up. I'll take another drink. Oh, Jesus. Salud. That's true. So you and your family quickly barricade every window and you lock every door. You turn off every light in your house in your house in the hopes that it looks deserted from outside. You climb up to the attic window with a radio in hand to keep an eye out for trouble and hopefully maybe get us uh, contact the local guard to see if they're evacuating civilians. The radio picks up nothing but static. And that's when you notice it. In the fields outside your house, there's movement. It isn't the usual tender servitors that roam the fields, but you see indistinct shapes moving through the crops. The first you see is a man. He looks like a regular guardsman of the local auxilia, but there's strange words and symbols painted on his armor. In the dim moonlight... It... <laughs> I choked on my spit. I ruined the tension. <laughs> you can cut it all down. No, I'll keep that. It's funny. 
<laughs> in the dim moonlight, it om- it looks like they were drawn in blood, but you can't be sure. There's a growing number of them moving through the stocks, alert and looking for people. Suddenly, down the road near your house, an auxilia patrol c- truck comes down the nearby road, and a gunfight ensues. Several last blasts hit the cabin of the truck, and it skids off the road and comes to a halt. Some of the occupants jump down and start firing back at what you can only assume to be traitors. The distant crack of last guns fills the night sky as as the firefight intensifies. And suddenly you hear something else. Several loud gunshots that echo through the night. You see chunks of the truck explode and shrapnel shreds its inhabitants. The one who fired the gun is a hulking individual in some kind of armor. He looks ancient. It looks ancient and is daubed with arcane symbols all over. The exhaust stacks on his backpack belch noxious black smoke into the air. The traders either bow or scatter as he walks forward. Observing the ruined vehicle, you hear him say several words in high gothic and several beasts come forward. Some resemble misshapen dogs. Others are almost human-like in their gait and mess of features and limbs. They sprint ahead and start feasting on the human remains within. You feel the urge to vomit and tear yourself away from the scene. You hide underneath the windowsill, hoping that the giant didn't see you. He reminds you almost of the stories that your mother would tell you at bedtime of the Emperor's Space Marines, giants clad in armor that would kill the enemies of the Imperium. Almost myth and legend at this point. Somehow, supposedly they were invincible and loyal and they fought to protect the common man. Was this giant one of them? Some kind of twisted version of them, maybe? You look out the window again and the giant is staring right at you. You're horrified as he raises his hand towards your house. The guardsmen and the dog things take his order and start moving towards you. You start praying for the Emperor's mercy for what is about to come. Soon the dog things are scratching at your barricades and the traitor's flashlights shine into your windows. You can hear them knocking on the doors. You can hear them trying to pry the windows open. But a peculiar thick fog rolls in, a mist that covers the ground, and the air around you almost looks hazy. The fog gathers in some spots, and you're horrified and scared of what might emerge from it. As several giants appear from the mist, they're just as large as the traitor, but they're different. Their armor is painted black, edged with flames and decorated with skulls. The eye slits of their helmets glow with a fiery light that seems to leak out. You can also see the same light leaking out of the different armor plates and holes in their suits. Some of the giants are fully engulfed by these flames as they step forwards, readying their weapons. The traitor giant barks an order and the guardsmen and the dog things start rushing instead at these new giants that's when they come to life 
Raising their huge guns, they open fire on the traitors and dog things. They explode or they burn every time they're shot. Their bullets are strange, as if they're not really there. It's almost as if they're firing pure bolts of flame. They don't speak. Instead, they just slowly march forward, only firing, only stopping to punch or stab a traitor or dog thing nearby. The traitor giant unsheathes un a huge blade and charge charges towards them. But his knife passes through one of the giants, who acknowledges this only by turning and shooting him in the face. The giants are now moving through the fields outside your home, barely indistinguishable from the darkness, except for the faint glow that they have. You see them moving you see some move towards a spaceport and some leave towards a distant glow in the east. You'd later hear from other survivors that the giants would clear out all traitors, slaying all before them, before disappearing into the mist once again. You know who you have encountered, Jonas? I'm afraid. <laughs> I'm like, what? You what? have just witnessed the Legion of the Damned. What the hell is that? Well, um, you, as a peasant, have just... Oh my god. Okay, I'm actually recording. I was like... <laughs> I'm actually recording. <laughs> I was fucking recording for that. Oh my god. You have witnessed the Legion of the Damned. Are they good, though? Um, I mean, they saved you from the traitors. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so these deathless, ghostly figures that appear on all these different worlds and battlefields are there to help the Imperium. They're a mysterious group of space marines who appear to smite the foes of the Emperor. Bruh. Only to, as soon as the fighting is done, to Both disappear over. instantly. What the fuck? Talking ghost shit, dude. Very few people know who they are, how many of them out there are, or why they refuse to communicate with the rest of the Imperium. All that is known is they have a burning hatred for their enemies and will serve past the point of death. Bruh. That's like uh, the giant, you know, mechas. Yeah, so this is Even in death, like. I serve. Yes, the, the, the dreadnoughts. So this the is what they look like. Some people call them Guy Fieri machine, uh, Marines. <laughs> Guy Fieri Because of all the flames. <laughs> I take offense to that. I... Do, they really, do they really take the... I'm pretty sure they take the enemy, their enemy flavor tone. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So based on the description... Uh, I mean, based on the story, this is where we're kind of going with it. They're, they are space marines. They're loyal to the Imperium. But something has happened to them where they're kind of ghost-like now. Like, they get shot, they get stabbed. Sometimes the weapon, the, the round will pass through them. Sometimes it will, it will land. It'll knock them over. And what should have been a killing blow does nothing, and the Marine gets up again and starts firing. <laughs> they literally, they have no markings. Oh, here we go. 
They have no distinguishing markings on their armor. Just skulls, their flames, and they themselves are usually coated in like a layer of fire when they're marching into battle. They never speak. They're just there to kill traitors. Bro. So, um, while not everybody in the... Very rarely will people in the Imperium know who the Legion of the Damned are, and even fewer know where they came from, there's a strong indication that they are the remnants of a loyal chapter called the Firehawks. This is what the Firehawks look like. Bruh. Kind of. Okay, that's cool. That's a cool set of armor. I would argue that that's even more Guy Fieri looking than the other. That, yeah. No. It's like Guy Fieri always wears the black on flames. Never black on yellow. Uh, flames on yellow. So I guess. Yeah. So. <clears throat> so, you know, audience, I am sort of a cook, so. Yeah, and you're a Guy Fieri fan because he's a really yes, nice I am. guy. He's really, no, he's really nice. And this might what you might think. The guy has good food. And he does good stuff for charity. Yeah, dude, his uh, his firefighter, um, what was it? Like it, it's his thing to like feed firefighters a lot. Yeah. Uh, and then his uh, his sister, was it? He, I think his sister is like a lesbian, and he learned how to be, like he got licensed as a minister so that he could officiate her wedding, which is pretty sweet. That's pretty sweet. Anyway, going back to our okay, podcast. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry, guys. So the Firehawks were mm-hmm. a loyal fleet-based chap. They had a pretty good role of honor. They were well-regarded among some of the uh, base marines who were... <clears throat> who I think they were called the Astartes Pre- Praetorus. They, they basically... They were a group of space marines who were charged with... Um, guarding this area of space that uh, surrounded a warp hole. Kind of like the Eye of Terror, but smaller. So their fleet entered the warp as part of a routine jump to a nearby sector. Mm -hmm. This went terribly wrong, and not a single ship or marine made it to the final jump point. They were assumed lost to the warp, and the chapter was written off. And the bell of lost souls on Terra was rung a thousand times. Um, the bell of lost souls on Terra is this giant bell in one of the chapels where every time a hero of the Imperium dies, it rings. So you know it rings a lot for Space Marines. You would think that in a in an empire of a million worlds, that thing would just be like constantly ringing. It sound like one of those alarm clocks. <laughs> imagine if it's like that if it's that if that was the case it's like the bell it's like the bell that fucks up trays in the infinite's fucking uh fucking collection <laughs> from all oh, the ring. but yeah um so the bell of lost souls was rung a thousand times and a candle was lit at the chapel of fallen heroes on terror uh, several years went by when an imperial patrol on uh, I think in the east, like on the galactic east, started coming across Xenos worlds mm-hmm. that had been wiped out. They would, what the 
like they would be like okay there's an orc presence on this planet we need to uh it's been x amount of months we should check on it see you know see if they've made any gains and they show up and it's just been scoured clean or they'd be like okay the the drukari the dark eldar have like a raiding station in this sector maybe we should take a look at it they roll up it's all dead <laughs> but there would be no imperial forces assigned so nobody to the area so nobody would knew who did it and this started to happen in multiple systems in multiple sectors with no answer until a patrol craft that was entering one star system almost collided with what looked like an imperial ship that was jumping out of warp out of the warp out into the warp at the same time the, the patrol craft scanned the area and they found two coffins these were sent to a mechanicus research team who opened them up and examined the bodies both of them were space marines in such an advanced state of decomposition they couldn't be identified and while their armor their armor serial numbers matched a batch that had been sent to the Firehawks. The paint scheme and symbols were all wrong. So, you know, this is what the Firehawks look like. Yep. You know, they've got that orange and yellow with, like, flame accents and then the phoenix kind of looking thing. Hawk, I should say. But then the coffee, the bodies in the coffin look like the Legion of the Dam. All black, flames, skulls. So what happened? Um, so that happened simultaneously on a different world, a Mechanicus installation would come under an orc attack from, and the orcs came very close to overrunning the, uh, the installation, but they were, they were saved when a barely seen group of Astartes started attacking the orc freebooters from behind. When the survivors tried to make contact with the Astartes after the battle, they disappeared. Bro, Leaving what? behind the chapter banner of the Firehawks with the High Gothic inscription, In Dedicato Imperitum Ultra Articulo Mortis, which in GW Latin means For the Emperor Beyond the Point of Death, and a data recorder. Whoa, that's metal as fuck, bro. Right. So it turns that's out. That's so metal as fuck. So it turns out that during their warp jump, the chapter was hit by a massive warp storm that destroyed a lot of their ships, and only a single. It's not clear if it's like a battle barge or a strike cruiser, but a single ship was able to break off, and they found themselves light years off course in the galactic east beyond the known universe, like, beyond the light of the Astronomicon. So, you know, they, Jesus. they had to make, they had to make their way back to the known universe. And the Battle Brothers on board took stock of their situation, and it was grim. All their chapter serfs and thralls had died. Their gene, state, their gene seed stores had been destroyed or were contaminated. And then the Battle Brothers that were there started suffering from this warp contagion. 
that started to rot their flesh and make it blister and make it decay basically but they were still alive the lucky Jesus. ones died immediately but soon there was like barely 200 maybe even less of them left god that's so horrible yeah so they were stuck in this near death state but were unable to die many of them went insane or their minds kind of broke from all the pain they were going through because you know your all the flesh on your body is rotten <laughs> That is insanely painful. <laughs> um, so they gathered together and they on and tried to like discuss and try to plan what's next. And they decided that enough was enough. Um, they were the Emperor's Space Marines and they would not die meaning meaninglessly or easily. So this is when they started repainting their war gear to like all black, the flames, the the skulls, because, and and they also at the same time got rid of all rank and like command structure, because for them they were like, all it doesn't matter. All of us are equal in the eyes of death. Death is coming for us all. It won't treat a captain or a sergeant or a battle brother different differently. And so that's that's how they kind of got their motif of the skulls and the flames and just painting it all black because you know mourning. Um, yeah. But this this their faith plus the exposure to the warp awakened something in a lot of the brothers. Mm. So this is where you get those flames. So for some of the brothers, it's the flame. You know, it's it illuminates them. It damages their enemies it protects them whereas with others it also unlocked innate psychic ability Whoa. so now some of the some of their they, they basically make their next move based on what the emperor's tarot tells them so if you're familiar with tarot cards there's a version of it in 40k called the emperor's tarot and i should get a set of them it's interesting yeah i kind of want ones that are printed with like the artwork from the cyberpunk game because those are really cool but like yeah so just like in real life the the in 40k there's a tarot card system i think in theirs there's like a lot more cards than we have in real life but we have like same amount of deck a tarot card deck is almost the same it's the same amount of that you get in a regular card game card mm. game yeah so they they use this because in in 40k psychers use the em the emperor's tarot to kind of almost divine the future almost kind of guess where they need to go or like what they need to do and so a lot of the uh the legion of the damned have also been able have learned this too so now they use the Emperor's Tarot to plan their next move and where to go and what happens next. Mm -hmm. And basically, this is what they've... This is their life now. They live, like, a hellish kind of middle ground, almost limbo-like existence where they're not fully alive, but they can't really die. They're loyal, but they're too mutated and sickly that the Emperor, the Imperium would probably not take them back. And they wouldn't be able to 
rebuild their numbers. Mm -hmm. So instead they just appear on various battlefields or they appear to certain people who are very important to the Imperium and they protect their the 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 Imperium and they cut down their foes. So uh that's what they look like. You know, they've got the the motif. That's so metal. Yeah. Um they were they've always been like a bit active. Um they pop up every now and then with this new uh with the 13 Black Crusade and then you know the giant like Warpriff, the Cicatrix Maledictum that cut the Empire in half. They they were present for the 13 Black Crusade. They were present on Ball, the Blood Angels homeworld. They were present when Gilliman like was leading his crusade to get back to Terra. Like they were also there. They showed up. Uh, that's what they look like. Dude, that's so meta. <laughs> yeah, the few people who have seen them without their helmets on describe it as like they look deathly, deathly pale and gray, like basically like a corpse or like a a zombie almost. But then like they're still really good fighters. They're still very fast. Like they close you clo you get in close with them they will just stab you immediately they'll parry you they'll kill you they'll move on you know they never like they kill efficiently and as quickly as possible and like you're not if you're against them it's very hard to survive cuz they will cap your ass immediately <laughs> um that's like i when i think about them now like <laughs> I think of like, oh, they're the Imperium's like exterminators. Very, very thorough. <laughs> I'd say they're like ghosts because they're they're like a rumor. They're like almost a myth. They're kind of like uh, an urban legend, I would say, probably in the Imperium, where because mm. I mean, in a world of millions of planets, even if they sh if they show up to like a hundred of them at a every now and then, that's still a very rare occurrence. So it's kind of like. Oh, I once, I once heard from the uncle of this guy who dated my sister's cousin that like there are these like space marine ghost guys who just appear and disappear from battle and things like that. Um, yeah, true. Yeah, uh, chapter organization they have none. They have no command structure. They just they just literally roll up. Yeah. and cap everything. And then disappear. Yeah. They're, they're, it's interesting is that like some people kind of think of them as almost a an imperial demon in a way. Because they're faithful to the emperor absolutely and completely. They're loyal. They have the psychic power. And it seems that in certain situations where um, they're surrounded by the faithful, they're even more powerful. Like their power gets amplified, so some some people describe them almost like imperial demons in a way, which I find cool. <laughs> and they're 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 just like ghosts in that they're not always corporeal, because there are accounts of like a guy gets hit with a rocket launcher and he's down and he's gone, he's dead, you know, because he's been blasted apart. But there's also been a case where. Where was it? Uh, 
basically there was a case where a bunch of them got sh literally they were sh a squad got shot shot at by a titan and walked away from the explosion without a scratch <laughs> and yeah it's not even like fully battlefield moments that they only, they make themselves known at um there was let me look for it. Like here, there was one time where um, there was a there was a planet that was being invaded, and mm -hmm. while they did fight the invasion, a group of them specifically went and um, protected a tech priest named Vidrillion, like he they protected him so that he could evacuate because the that guy later on like several years would find a standard template construct stc for a special like gas mask that would save trillions of people later on when a chaos cult un unleashed like a virus bomb on another planet so it's like it's not even they're only there to like kill they're also there to protect in the long run, which I find interesting. Like their ability to like kind of figure out the future is pretty crazy. Insane. Yeah, there's here's another one. Um the Legion appeared on the astral docks of Luna, freeing a Salamander's kill team from the vacuum traps of the renegade Draco clan. This act allowed the Space Marines to intercept a transfer shuttle that had been wired to detonate upon landing within the Great Terran Auto-Archive. If the Auto-Archive had been lost, the Adeptus Administratum would have suffered a blow that would have compromised their logic engines across the galaxy. Uh, Jeez. Yeah. And then you, hold, you, know, you also have the case of them just showing up on battlefields, which is, I find cool. Pretty, pretty dope. As far as named characters, we've only got one. Just one? Just one. Damn, dude. Sergeant Attica Centurius. This guy. So he, he was a veteran sergeant. Formerly veteran sergeant. I think maybe even of the first company. And he sort of has elite... This is very old lore, by the way. It's probably oh. going to get changed. Because they haven't touched this in forever. <laughs> but like... Well, that's sad, dude. I know, right? But um, he did sort of have a command rule in that he had this artifact with him called the Animus Malorum, mm -hmm. which basically it resembled a skull. And it kind of, when he would go into battle, he would carry it with him. And if any Legion of the Damned would fall in battle around him, he could raise it up and then all of those guys would literally just come back from the dead and continue Bro, fighting. What? Yeah. Um, they've been no... They, you usually just see them as individual legionnaires, but every now and then you get something as rare as these guys are, it's even rarer for some of the special units to come out. Like, you're not really going to see a Legion of the Damned Dreadnought very often. They're cool, 
they have fielded them. Legion of the Damned fucking Land Raiders and Terminators. Hell yeah. Dude, that's so sick. Oh, that's so cool. Very rare, though. Like, you're... Um, some notable campaigns that they've been on. So I mentioned the 13th Black Crusade. You know, they were... Oh, I love this artwork of the Legion of the Damned guys, like, helping some blood, rain, blood angels against mm-hmm. some orcs. Pretty cool. Um, so yeah, the 13th Black Crusade, the, the um, Crusade towards Terra... Um, what are some of their some of their other notable ones? Or there, there was this. One. Oh, I like this one. So the swords reforged. So there was a high fleet, a Tyranid high fleet, that ended up on this planet called Godba. G H O D B A, which was like a weapons testing planet. Mm-hmm. So, the tech priests there were, and like the local troops were very outnumbered, but because it was a testing planet, there were several large formations of Baneblade and Shadow Sword heavy tanks to kind of fight off the invasion. And they, they held their own for a while until eventually they started getting overrun, until only there was one last um, squadron of tanks left. So they they went out, they killed a lot, they sustained their fire and were overrun, and basically to the point where the crew inside were starting to pull out their laser pistols and getting their combat knives ready for a last stand. But these crew members opened the hatches of their tank, of their heavy tanks, and to see that there were squads of blacks clad space marines in a in a cordon protecting them you know they they created a circle of safety around their tanks and they were just relentlessly firing uh bolters and and shooting flamethrowers into the the tyrians that were rushing and these same space marines cut a path through the tyranid horde to a squad of of uh disabled tanks that then the crew members took over and used to kind of win the day. Um, interesting. That's so hardcore. Ooh, I like this one. The Doom of Idhare, which was basically when this one chapter of Space Marines called the Invaders uh, basically said, fuck you to the Eldar and invaded an Eldar craft world. <laughs> fuck you to the Eldar. Yeah. Uh, Remember, an Eldar craft world is is a chip the size of a moon, so that's kind of insane. It's, uh, dude, it's not insane. It's, it's su- downright suicidal. suicidal. Yeah. So and the, the Dark Eldar, come on. I mean, yeah, I, I honestly believe that the Legions of Chaos are much more potent compared to the Eldar. But still, I wouldn't go against yeah, the Dark you Eldar, man. No, these are regular Eldar. Oh, but okay. like, still, I mean, you wouldn't. I don't see the point of kicking the hornet's nest, you know, just because you got bug spray. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> just because you have like technically infinite life, I wouldn't straight up fight the elder. Well, I mean, it's not the Legion of the Dam that went there. It was this chapter called the Invaders first. Yeah. So they invaded the craft world, and eventually they were starting to get overrun. When the Legion of the Dam 
showed up and started to fight alongside the invaders. But mm. because, you know, the the Legion of the Dam are like kind of psychic in nature, they they were not they found that their gunfire was not as effective as the uh against the Eldar as they thought it would be. And the Eldar eventually were able to summon the Avatar of Cain, you remember from the game, which is basically yeah, yeah. a shard of their dead god. So what the Legion of the Dam did is they blasted out the uh, the dome of the craft world, exposing <laughs> the entire craft world to the void of space. Oh my god! So all the craft, all the Eldar were sucked out, and only a single. Well, I think the invaders had already taken a lot of losses, but at the end, literally only a single invader lived to tell the tale. <laughs> Damn, God. I'd be friggin' traumatized, dude. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, they, they've been very active. They're, they pop up quite a lot. They, they show themselves. Um, there was one time where they saved the, the chapter master of the, um, the Black Templars. He was about to get kidnapped by some Dark Eldar, and the Legion of the Damned, like, bust in and, like, Killed them all to rescue him. Um, yeah, they they do a lot. Um, I actually have a book here if you want to like borrow it sometime. Where um, it's it's like I that little short story I made at the start. I kind of patterned it after this, where it's told from the point of view of this um, space marine captain of this uh, chapter called the Excorciators. And he, he basically has to hold a, uh, you know, he has to hold an agri world against a chaos invasion, but he eventually gets worn down. But then the, uh, what do you call that? But then the, the Legion of the Dam show up and, like, save them all. Uh, even when the Imperial Fists once were, like, invaded by the Iron Warriors. So, like, the Phalanx, the, you know, their home space yeah, station, yeah. their home ship was like being invaded by chaos the legion of the dam showed up to say to help turn the tide <laughs> these people are wild this is so wild dude it's like <clears throat> how to describe it it's just like it's like technically in a sense it's the guardian angel the guardian guardian angels of the imperium they appeared and disappear you never you just never know when they're gonna show up and ghost rider was on your side <laughs> no, not Ghost Rider. A legion of Ghost Riders. Yeah, I mean they call themselves a legion. I think they're roughly about like two hundred guys, but probably less. But I just find it interesting that they're able to like just travel the galaxy. They've got that weird like mix of still being human, still not being human. They, kind of cool. They were. I don't know about now. But they were available for tabletop before. Like, they had rules. Damn, that's so sick. But I do you think... I Are they still available for that? No, I heard that, like, they haven't had rules since, like, 6th edition. And we're in, like, 8th eighth now. So this is... Sorry for the listeners, but this is what they used to look like. This is what their, their old models look like. This is, like, really old. This is, like, early 2000s, I think. 
Oh, and you're still children. Yeah, dude. We were happy. Oh, fuck. Don't say that, man. <laughs> yeah, look at that, like... They've got that first and second edition vibe to their, their artwork. Hmm. Interesting. Jesus Christ, GW. Even back in, like, 1999, you were charging, like, six bucks a model? What the fuck? <laughs> Bro. That's kind of it. That's pretty expensive. Wait, six dollars? What, what, what's the calculator again? It's a, like, six dollars in I don't know if they have. 2000. I don't think they have new models. Some of these look new, but. Well, relatively bro, new. They're not primaries, it, for sure. They're never going to be primaries. Bro, $6, like, back in 2000, was $10.34 today. Jeez. I mean, so if you're going to get a Legion, I say, like, 200 of those, like, 200 um, Legion of the Dam. That's around... Yeah, I don't think they... It's $200. $200. Yeah, I don't think they make these models anymore. Like... Two hundred. Okay, for yeah, I'm I'm sure the listen all the listeners will figure out we live in an island, so like, it's fifty seven. It's eleven k, dude. It's eleven thousand pesos, dude. For like the two, if the, I mean, if the Legion of Zan are two hundred Space Marines. I mean, that's, that's like, like a, eleven thousand. Yeah, it's a full company. Yeah, they don't make their models anymore. I don't think they've. Uh... I don't think they've been a thing since sixth edition. People still make them. Uh, definitely. Like, oh, know. these are so good. Using like, they obviously can never be Primaris because they yeah. were not part of the Primaris program. Yeah. But is I, that a site? I I want that. Scythe. This is definitely a burning site. Yeah, I want that. Definite kit bash. Ooh, I'd fuck with that. Too. This is cool. I think I think maybe Forge World makes them. Yeah, yeah. This is a prank. Somebody made a prank. I'm gonna sit on my high horse and say that your Primaris Legion of the Damned is wrong. <laughs> it's wrong. Wrong. I mean, <laughs> wrong. I mean, I can't paint it as good, but you're you're in canon. You're con- you're in conflict with the canon. <laughs> God, are you like a? Are you like a? What you call that? all those kinds of people are you like a rule horror no i don't play tabletop fuck that would I'm... you if you had like the time and like you know not no responsibilities would you really i mean my friends are too broke to get into the hobby so no who that I... includes me who am i gonna play I know, with? no and if if it's just going to be the both of us we're gonna look so stupid wait no we could do kill team this kill team is like the box set that they make for uh for 40k where it's basically like really pared down so the squad sizes are a lot smaller like it's oh it's the one that you could buy yeah it's like 10 10 models they have a lot of different ones but it's interesting i wouldn't uh 99 dollars for okay for the kill team starter set that has the Krieg and the orcs. I think though that like the rule set is a little different and the models it gives you can depend because what works in kill team is not always the same for um 
Not for bad for tabletop. Like 4K. Yeah. Oh, I Not like bad. this one. Oh, I forgot this one. Um, okay. Okay, this, that looks wild. Uh, this one is the kill team one where it's Imperial Breachers versus Crute. So this is like, these are the Imperial um, Navy guys who like are there to fight people boarding their ships. So they're there oh. to fight like um, uh, the Crute. I like their they've their shields and like their their shotguns. Pretty cool. Like look at this guy. Look, man. Like that's pretty dope. Oh, look at him. Oh wow, that's that's really cool. Yeah, and then they're against the the Crute. You know the. Yeah, the 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 Tau, oh. the Tau uh, Federation members basically. What's what the crew are? The the crew are also pretty cool. Uh, I, I like they look others. cool. Yeah, they gain people's powers by eating them. <laughs> when you said that, I'm like, oh, <laughs> you should have seen my face. It's like they gain people's powers by eating them. I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, they're interesting. I don't know if I would do a. I don't think I would do a Legion of the Damned army. Maybe like a squad, like a singular squad, I might do. Because. They're, they're pretty cool. That's a lot of like freehand though that you would have to do on some of these. Oh, this is cool. This guy converted a Dark Angels chaplain, I think. Or. To be a fucking Legion of the Damned. Legion of the Damned Dreadnoughts are also pretty cool. So yeah, that was the Legion of the Damned. What did you think about them, Jonas? That was great. I really enjoy the snippet that you had, the story you told. And like, I'm just sad. Like, I'm actually pretty... This is the first time in a long time that I felt sad that they don't continue them anymore. Yeah, that might change. I mean, they did participate in like the newer battles. I mean, they were there for the for the Thirteenth Black Crusade. They were there when Gilliman pushed towards Terra, but I don't think they were like they're not fully there. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's why when we were like doing the other episode, and oh, Halloween is coming up. I know exactly who to do. Like we'll do something ghostly and kind of haunted looking, and then, and then after that, I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll try my hand at a little fiction and see how that goes. Give it, a, give it some flavor, you know. Do something a little different for Halloween. <laughs> I mean, right. So Halloween, Halloween. Yeah, have a happy Halloween, everybody. But before Please. we leave, we'll spin the wheel. This update. A man is anime. I'm gonna laugh. Okay, so we got Tau, Dark Eldar, specific chapter, specific loyal legion, specific. I'm gonna take out specific chapter because the Legion of the Dam technically count as a chapter. Yeah. Uh, Inquisition, Assassinorum, Ecclesiarchy, specific. I want Assassinorum. <laughs> come on, come on, come on. <laughs> uh, 
Dark. Yes, let's go. All right, Dark. Let's dark. Go. Dark Eldar. All right. Let's go with the creepy elves. <laughs> okay. Okay. I can get on board with that. We'll talk about the Dark Elves. All right. So. I am excited for next episode. Yeah. So, next episode, I guess we're going to keep going with the whole creepiness. Creepy and dark. <laughs> but I just know, just so you know, viewers and everyone who's listening, I find Dark Eldar really creepy. They're very interesting. I like the, I like the dark Eldar kind of twist on the whole because you know we we're so used to elves and other mythologies or other fictions and fantasies. It's like okay, you've got your dark elves, you got your wood elves, you got your high elves, and that's kind of it. And yeah. then you have and then and under that you have like the different classifications of each elf in the faction. You have like the half elves, then you have the. Yeah. Then you have like, you have the, then you have their job classes like I mean like in Dota too like you have Windrunner and then you have Drow Ranger yeah stuff like that they're basically two different elves a dark elf and a, a woodland elf yeah so you don't always get some of the distinctions in personality and not all dark elves are bad like yeah. people say oh dark elves are no 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 dark in my opinion dark elves are like you know. But, they just do different things, you know? Yeah, I think it is in Skyrim, right? Like, in Skyrim, there's, like, three different elves, but then, like, the... Yeah, the high elves, the, nor- the wood elves, and the dark elves. The Dunmer. I think. I don't know. I don't remember. I haven't played Skyrim since, like, what? Dunmer. That's that 14. Was, that was their name. <laughs> the Dunmer were kind of cool because they did do, like, blood magic, but then their fucking home, home province was destroyed, so now they're kind of, like... No, no, boring. they're just, like, Gunskadaddle. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, so next week we'll... Uh, not next week. Uh, next time, we'll talk about the Dark Eldar. We'll explore that. I think there's some things in there, Jonas, that you'd be very... You and the audience would be very surprised by and how they do things. And, um, yeah. So, thanks for stopping by, man. Always a pleasure. And I'd like to thank everybody who is listening. Um, if you liked it, let us know. You know, you could give us a rating, give us a like on Spotify, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Sleep with one eye open. I mean, the Legion of the Damned are good guys. Stop. <laughs> they're scary good guys, but they're good guys. Listen to the fact they're scary. <laughs> Bye, everyone. <laughs>